Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting time and episode with Life with Chris and Tatum. We are so glad you are listening. (laughs) We are, and we're so thankful (laughs) that there are so many folks that are joining with us from really all around um, this nation and people from around the world. Big shout out and thanks to everybody for sharing these uh, messages and rating them high on whether you're listening on podcasts, iTunes, uh, Spotify, big thank you to you. Now, today, Tatum, today we have a, a very relevant topic that is should be the lifeblood of every single believer. And we're going to talk yep. about five things God says about prayer. But I want our listeners to know that at the very end, mm-hmm. I want to throw a curveball at you. And so while we're walking through you this- You know how much I love that, honey. Okay. Yeah. At the end- Curveballs. I want to- ask you, and then I'll answer it myself. Okay. What's something that you've been learning recently? Something that um, maybe you've, you've, you've captured this from, uh, you know, from what you're reading, from life, from what God's speaking to you. And so I'm throwing that curveball at you. You haven't had time to prepare, but yeah. that, those are the best. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about five things God says about prayer. And prayer is one of those things that so many people ask me about how do I connect into God uh, through through prayer? And I'm telling you that it's one of the greatest um, weapons. It's one of the greatest ways to be uh, recharged and refreshed. We yeah. were always created to connect with and yeah, talk with to God. to talk to God, yeah. And I think that right now, and, and you speak into this, that I think that prayerlessness is one of the greatest crises that's happening in the church world today. Yeah. I would have to agree with you that there's often a lot more conversation about prayer than maybe actual prayer. <laughs> you know, years ago, there was a revival in America called the Azusa Street Revival. And there mm-hmm. was a, this was back in 1906. Powerful. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people got yeah. saved. The modern missionary movement of uh, the century uh, happened out of the Azusa Street Revival yep. that was in uh, Los Angeles. But there was a prophecy, there was a word of prophecy that was given during that, that time. It says, there's going to come a day that there's going to be a people that will worship a God in whom they do not pray to. Sad. Wow. What a sad state. Yeah. But, I'm, you know, it's a true statement. So and that's, that's comes why we want to I think that talk about it. Yeah. is one of the greatest crises in the church today. I mean, think about this. We, we can have all the big events, amazing music. Uh, great preaching, all kinds of leaders, dynamic next generation sure. ministry, creative building, uh, cr- a building, creative uh, uh, events and ideas, yeah. great coffee. Oh, I mean, all these kind of things. <laughs> the important things. I'm but, teasing. But none of those things none of will it. None of it matters. the kingdom of darkness. Yep. So I believe that, that Satan's uh, kingdom is safe when Christians don't pray. Wow. But I think that it's destroyed when even the weakest of Christians begin to pray. Yep. Yep. I think we often don't 
actually believe what we say we believe. When I say we, I'm speaking for very broadly about Christians. Many don't actually believe that prayer works. And here's why I'm making the statement and the argument. Because if as a believer you believed that, (laughs) you you would do it, right? You would do it. You would take the things that you are so concerned about that often we want to share or do share with our friends, with our with our spouse, with our people that we know are praying people or believe like us, but we don't even take them to God. You take them to tell your friends all your problems or the situation. But if you if we truly believe in the power of prayer, like the way that the Bible tells us it's powerful, then we would do it more, I think. Yeah. So it comes back to really knowing the power that's in our prayers. I think that prayer needs to be our first response, not our last resort. Exactly. And the, the truth is that we get distracted. I mean, there's we all do. so many. I mean, I, I know that I've had that happen in my of life. Of right? just get distracted. And and that's where we've got to come back to this because prayerlessness is actually really hiding from God. And that's, you know, a lot, a lot of times that, that prayerlessness starts happening in our lives when we try to hide from God. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what Adam and Eve experienced. You know, it, it's, it's conversation with God. So God came looking for them in the cool of the day mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the garden. And where were they? They were hiding. Yeah. So God came to have a conversation with them and they were running from God. Yeah. And that's prayerlessness. Yeah. And uh, listen, you don't have to run from God. In fact, today, I'm going to tell you some incredible things that prayer has the uh, potential to do in your life. And I'm just telling you, for those of you that have maybe you've you've lost the the rhythm of it, the habit of it, listen, yeah. you can get back into it. It it can it, it just because maybe something has been um, set aside in the past doesn't mean that you can't pick that back up. Exactly. Doesn't mean that you cannot um, go back to those. It can be better. Your relationship with God can be better than it's ever been. It sure can. That's a great statement because I think you, yeah, we often have the memory of the times when, and sometimes shame, you know, keeps you from from spending time with God, talking to Him in prayer because there's shame in your heart or your and life who, or whatnot. Who gives shame? It's not God. It's not it's Him. Yeah, He Satan's wants the one that, you because He knows. Have all these other things. They don't change. They don't change His kingdom. Prayer is what changes. Amen. And so five five things. Number one, prayer has power to keep you walking with God. So think about this for a second. Think about your life. Whenever you've quit praying, what happens to you? Yeah. Think about your Christian friends when they've stopped praying. Isn't it true that we become weak? We become distant from God. Uh, We become vulnerable for the enemy to be able to to attack Mm -hmm. us. When, when we quit praying, we instantly begin to hide from God. Yeah, and it becomes easy easier in the sense that you just like have gotten out of the habit or have stopped, and then it, the next day it's just easier to, I don't have time for that. I don't, just pushing it back on the back burner. And in your heart, you can have the intention of, I'm gonna, I will, but I haven't yet. Not today, I don't have time yet, whatever. So... King David said this in Psalms, and everything I'm going to read today is out of the Living Bible Translation, because I just like how all these verses are, how they're communicated out of the Living Bible. And it says this, it says, this was David's prayer. He said, my feet have not slipped from your path. Why am I praying like this? Because I know you will answer me, oh God. Mm -hmm. Yes, listen as I pray. 
He said, my, my, my feet have not slipped from your paths. Why? Because I'm praying. Yeah. Because I'm spending time with God. And your feet will not slip if we're spending time with God in yeah. prayer. Uh, again, when Adam stopped praying, uh, when he stopped spending his mornings with God, he became prayerlessness, uh, prayerless and he lost God's presence. He lost God's aroma. He lost the fragrance of God on his life. Mm. And so prayer really connects us with God in such a way that it helps you and I to, to keep walking. With Think him. about it like this. Because like prayer is your communication, like it's your relationship with a living, loving, powerful God. And in the same way that if you stop communicating um, with your best friend, if with your spouse, if you just all together stop like talking, you lose that intimacy. You lose connection. You lo- you don't hear about what's going on in their heart, and you don't have a chance for them to share with you, encourage you. Anyway, so I think as we relate it to some human relationships in the simplest way, like it helps us to see that this is the should be the priority of our all like relationships of, in our whole life. <laughs> And we have to have we have to talk with the Lord and allow Him to talk to us to maintain a strong relationship. Yeah. So the way that I've said it throughout the years is you either grow daily or you die gradually. Yes. Grow daily or you die gradually. And people don't just one day decide to walk away from God. They yeah. didn't wake up one day That's and like you a know what? slow I'm just, steps. I'm just tired yeah. of serving God. I'm tired of, you know, being connected in the church and all that. I'm 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 out. No, it you grow daily or you die gradually. And when and David here in Psalm 17, verse 5, is saying, my feet have not, they have not slipped from your paths. Why? Because I'm praying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wrote this down. He who kneels most stands best. I love that statement. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's powerful. And and let, let me just take the, 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 the weirdness out of prayer. Prayer is not a bunch of big words spoken to God, you know. Oh, blessed art thou, God. <laughs> and we're like... Please, yeah. Who know, else do you talk to like that? In the Don't. heavens above, you are, you know... Like, God's looking at people sometimes going, man, just talk to me like a friend, because I don't even understand who... I mean, <laughs> just speak to him. Put some worship music yep. on, spend some Simplify time with it. and watch what God does. Yep. It's not rocket science. God made us to connect. So uh, understand that prayer gives you power. To walk with God. Mm-hmm. Because where there is much prayer, there'll be much of God's presence. And where there's much of God's presence, there will be much, uh, there's, there's much prayer. Okay, here's the second thing. Prayer has power to control your tongue. <laughs> and I would just say, and your thumbs. <laughs> there you go. Needed to be said. No, but there's a, there's a quote that I actually wanted to read to you that um, it's by Ambrose Beers and says, speak when you're angry and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. <laughs> and I think all of us who are humans can admit that we um, have at some point lost, you know, our control of what we've said, our words and regretted. And that's what I was going to talk to you about here while we're on this <laughs> podcast, Tatum, that, you know, you're going to really, you really need to control your tongue because it... It is, it is getting way out of, con- out of, con- oh out of gosh, control there. Oh, uh, No, but prayer helps us for sure in this area and with our 
thumbs. So here was the prayer that, that uh, King David prayed. Psalms 141, verses 3 through 4. He said, help me, Lord, to keep my mouth shut and my lips sealed. <laughs> so even David, Amen. King David yeah. was saying, man, I have, I have an issue with this. And so he didn't just try to do self-help things. He prayed about it. Yeah. He went to God and he said, God, I need your help. Help me. Yeah. Uh, help me with my mouth. Keep it shut. Keep my lips sealed. Help me not speak these stupid things that I'll regret later on. Yeah. Because like Tatum just read, uh, speak when you're angry and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. And uh, if, if you've been struggling with your words and your language and whatever, this is a moment to bring it back. You know, I, I think, you know, I almost posted this the other day. Uh, actually, it was this morning. I almost posted it this, this morning, and I, I still still may. I'd posted so many other things that I just said, hey, I'm, I need to slow down a little <laughs> bit. but Because uh, I was just being inspired this morning. But it all revolved around, I was reading through the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, actually, I think that they're almost, should be called the Ten Care Commandments because they really share the caring nature of God because he didn't give them to, to us for his benefit. They, he gave yeah. them to us for our benefit. He really did. He knows how, the, how we work and what, what hap happens in us. So I would almost call them the 10 care commandments. Um, I don't know if that's a little cheesy <laughs> da -da -da. or not. Yeah. But uh, I think you, maybe you'll never forget that. Or, but the, the whole thing is, there's a, one of the things is don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, there's this holy righteousness on the inside of me. I just want to post them like, don't stop, stop taking God's name in vain. I don't, I, I think it cheapens him yeah. in our, in our culture. And it does. Yeah. Just and, to use it flippantly. And, and even as a swear word or, you know, just using it in ways yeah. that it's not meant to. Prayer has I'm power to, to control used. your tongue. So when we pray, God does something on the inside. We have a statement around here at Life Fellowship, and that's this. We're going to pray first. Pray first. Mm -hmm. So before you fire off that word to somebody, because you're just going to unload on them, pray first. Before you use your thumbs and you post, pray first. Yeah. And just say, God, is this something that I need to uh, be sure yeah. or not? And does it really represent, yeah, the heart of God? How many times... I cannot tell you how many times that I've wanted to, just, to say something or do something or respond, and I have to delete something, and I'm just yes. like, okay. <laughs> Thumbs up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll just post that instead. So I if, know. It, I, and I think this is all of us. It's really hard to do because, yeah, tongue. it's hard because we're human. We all we have pray. this, yeah, yeah, sin human nature. Here's the but. third thing that prayer has, has the power to do. You want to read it, hon? Sure. It says, prayer has a power to open your eyes and your ears to the things in God's Word. Okay, this is amazing. Uh, read for me uh, Psalms 118, verse number 19. Let me read it. Open the gates of the temple. I'll go in and give him thanks. Those gates are the way into the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving me. Okay, so prayer has the power to open your eyes and ears to the things in God's Word. And so when you pray, all of a sudden, God, God begins to illuminate the path in front of you. He begins to illuminate His, uh, His Word in, uh, so yeah, that when you're reading Yeah, to show it, you oh so goodness, that it, it jumps off the page. 
And that doesn't happen all the time. But there's times where uh, I'll be reading something and I'll just pray, God, I don't understand this. Please help me. And then I'll be thinking about that verse throughout the day. And boom, there's a moment that God opens my eyes and my understanding to it. I don't know if he does that for you. Yeah, Yeah. he does for me. I was just going to say for like, I have began this habit uh, maybe in the last couple of years, actually, where, where like every time I open my Bible, I just say, Holy Spirit, teach me, like help me to understand this, help me to hide this in my heart and, and to remember it. And um, yeah, make it, make it real and alive to me. I need your help. And just making it a habit that I just, that's the prayer of my heart. Every morning I sit down, open my Bible, Holy Spirit, show me truth from your word today that applies to my life. How can I, how can this change me? Like use this word to do something in my life. Teach me, show me. And um, I'm amazed regularly, <laughs> amazed at the truth that um, that's in God's word, just like revelation. You know, my, my grandmother, she taught me, my grandma, my, my dad's mom, she taught me about how to honor God's word. And it was just a little practice. Um, uh, I don't think that we need to get, you know, uh, legalistic Legal- on this. But she taught me, she said, Chris, never put something on top of your Bible. So yeah. if I'm ever reading a book along with the Bible, um, I, don't, I don't put something on top of it. it the, the Bible will always be... The, yeah. the first place. It's just a sign of, of respect. That's ah, a beautiful symbolism of really the word of God is first. Like. Now, I, I came across this uh, this little story. I think it, it, it relates to this perfect. Uh, listen to this, and, okay. and I'm going to read this. A former park ranger at Yellowstone National Park told the story of a guide who was leading a group of hikers to a fire lookout. The guide was so intent on telling the hikers about the flowers and the animals that he considered the me- the the messages on his two-way radio so distracting that he turned it off. When they got to the lookout tower, the guide was met by the park ranger who was nearly out of breath. And he asked, man, why did you turn off your radio? Hmm. The guide said, well, what are you talking about? The ranger said, a grizzly bear has been seen stalking your group, and we've been trying to warn you about the danger. Wow. And wow. I, I, th- I read that, I thought, okay, how many times do we do that? We turn off God's word and we're not listening to that. Yeah. Listen, anytime we tune out the messages that God has sent to us, we not only put ourselves in danger, but we put everybody else in mm-hmm. danger. And so it's so important that you don't turn off God's life-saving communication. That's so and, good. And he wants to speak to us. Yeah. But are we giving, are we taking prayer, the time to do prayer. it? He wants yeah. to speak to you. I mean, yeah. he's going to use his word to speak to you. And, yeah. and we can pray that God's word would become very alive to us. That's great. I love that illustration. All right. Here's the fourth one. Fourth one. Prayer has power to bring the Holy Spirit on you in all his glory. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is so biblical and it's so needed. And it is so. Um, uh, at times, I think, void in so many different churches. So many people are embarrassed of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember when I was in Bible college, uh, I, I remember the, the president of the Bible college named Dr. Gordon Anderson. He made a statement. He said, when, church, when, when people start talking about the nothingness that's been happening in churches for decades, then I'll start talking about the excesses that are happening in churches. And, you know, 
people are weird. People can take things to different extremes or what have you, but the Holy Spirit is not. Sure, and prayer yeah. gives us the ability to connect in with God where the Holy Spirit can pour out his power on your life. And so some people have seen different extremes of that, mm-hmm. and so they turn away. And I'm saying, hey, everybody, don't reject the uh, everything that God has for you. Yeah, because of one bad experience or maybe or, a, or a more several them. bad experiences, but it's pe- people are weird. The Holy Spirit is weird. I don't weird. base my... Um, uh, uh, um, my my understanding or my belief or whatever uh, about the Holy Spirit on what I've seen, I base it on what the Bible says. Yeah, on the I Lord. don't even believe in healing because I've seen people get healed. My, my you belief believe in, in that healing, is because yeah. of what the Bible says. Exactly. It's not what I've seen. And so many people, they base it off of, well, uh, I experienced this or I saw that. And so that yeah. that becomes now their theology. And that's dangerous. So true. Yep, so true. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse number 4, it says, And everybody present was filled with the Holy Spirit and to begin to speak in a language that they did not know, for the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And I'm going to tell you that every single day, every day, um, I pray in, in tongues every day. I I yield myself to the Holy Spirit so that he can, he can pray through me. Yep. Uh, and, you know, it's not every day that I'm like, oh, wow, I just experienced the overwhelming touch of God on my life. Sure, yeah. In We're fact, not this out morning to... when I prayed, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. <coughs> I didn't uh, – it, it was a time with God. I, had a, I, I enjoyed my time reading. I was reading through the Ten Commandments and just really kind of studying through those. Uh, so for those of you that think, well, you're a pastor and you're supposed to have angels that, law, you know? Our living room glows when the Bible opens. It glows when you walk in, honey. Babe, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. No, but no, I think the whole gist of this is just coming back to not basing what we believe about the Holy Spirit off of our experience or what um, you may have seen, but really what does God's word say? And let's believe the word of God. And And it says here in Acts chapter two, verse four, that the Holy Spirit wants to, he wants to overwhelm you. He wants to pour out his power on your life. And prayer gives you that power with God. Yep. Here's the fifth one. Okay. The fifth one is prayer has power to bring salvation to others. Okay. This is the heart, man. This is, uh, we don't just pray to pray. Yep. We... We we pray because my goodness, people's it, souls are at stake here. Like the big picture being, there are eternal uh, needs for people that we love, and even people that we don't have relationship with that need the Lord. And prayer has the power to change that. You know, I I remember hearing a quote, and I hope I get this all the way right, but I'll give you the gist of it. I remember I was in, again when I was in Bible college. And the question was, well, why do all these things happen on the planet? And, you know, why are bad things taking place here? And, you know, uh, and, you know, if God, you know, is so powerful, why doesn't he come in there and sweep in and yeah. do something Injustice about it? Well, and all this. first of all, the Bible makes it clear that the, the devil, Lucifer, is the little g God of this age. And if you understand anything about um, authority and dominion, God had given that to Adam. And when Adam fell, he actually gave that dominion. Remember, because God told Adam, he said, I want you to subdue the earth, and this is mm-hmm. yours. And 
And when he sinned, he gave that, uh, that authority to, to Satan, to, to Lucifer. Um, but the statement that I, I remember hearing in Bible college is this, that it, it almost seems, listen to this, it almost seems like God has bound himself that he will not do things here on this planet unless man asks him. Unless we participate. <laughs> I mean, he, he is looking it takes for our people involvement. to cooperate with. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to force himself. He's not going to make these exactly. things happen. He has given all of us free will. When he first gave it to Adam, Adam gave that authority to Lucifer, to yeah. Satan. Yeah. So Satan is now the little G God. And so the devil wants to come and kill, steal, and destroy. And God is saying, hey, I want to be involved but yeah. I have not. I don't have Invite the legal me. right right now because I operate through uh, authority channels, and so if you'll invite me into the process, yeah. In the same way that it I takes do. participation, when we as believers gave our heart to the Lord, God says, "If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that I'm Lord, then you'll be saved." It takes us cooperating. Cooperating. You don't get saved by yourself. Yeah. You don't get blessed financially. Without cooperating, there's the law. You don't get filled with the Holy Spirit. It's always cooperation. Yep. And uh, again, that's something that a lot of people don't understand. They're like, "Well, why? Why doesn't God do all these different things?" Yeah. Well, first of all, let me just let me just put a little asterisk there. There are things I have no. I can't. Why? Why did a certain car accident happen? Uh, Yeah. You know, and and they were such a godly. I, I don't know. There's there's things that we're gonna have to get to heaven, and. And before we can see the big picture of why that. God I mean, allowed certain things, I don't understand. But there anything. are definitely there are definitely principles, biblical principles that involve us asking and inviting the Lord into whatever situation we're. Jesus said, "Hey, ask against. the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers." Yeah. And He said, "Also, you have not because you ask not." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there are. He's telling us really what to do if we if we want to participate and invite him. So the power of prayer bringing salvation to others is something that the enemy loves, I think, to make us think doesn't make a difference whether you pray or Which not. Which your prayers are Because they're powerful. powerful. They're powerful. So read this scripture, honey. Okay, 1 John 5, 16 says, if you see a Christian sinning in a way that does not end in death, you should ask God to forgive him and God will give him life unless he sinned that one fatal sin. But there's that one sin which ends in death, and if he has done that, there is no use praying for him. So the Bible makes it clear that if you see you know, a Christian that is just stumbling, we can pray. Yes. And God will respond, and he's going to send laborers, he's going to send... <laughs> Circumstances, people, witnesses, all kinds of things. The Holy yep. Spirit will speak to, to, to that person there, uh, and it's. Listen, if you've got a loved one that is away from God, maybe you've maybe maybe you're a young person and your parents are not serving the Lord. Maybe maybe you're older and you have kids that are not serving the Lord. Pray. Absolutely. And, and, and let me just say this: when you pray, uh, take your authority over the enemy. You know that God never asked you to ever pray to him to do something about the devil? I unpack that a little bit. Okay, God never God never uh, told us you, you can't find any place in scripture where God says, "Hey, pray to me 
and ask me to do something about the devil. Yeah. God said always, he said, no, I give you authority. Yeah. You go do something you about the devil. You rebuke him and he'll flee. You do flee. something yeah. about him. Don't, yeah. don't ask me. I've already given you the power. You need to do something about it. So the reason why a lot of things are not happening right now is because we haven't taken authority. We're not stepping into the place. You, you, you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God as a believer. You have authority. You need to take that, 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 that authority. So when you pray for somebody, re- rebuke the devil off, uh, and, and say, I rebuke the, uh, that their eyes, that, you know, it says that the enemy wants to blind mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. from the truth. I just, so if I'm praying, I'm going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, yeah, open I, their I come eyes. against the enemy that is trying to blind the eyes mm-hmm. of this loved one from the truth of the light of the Son of the living God. And I pray that their eyes would be open, yeah. that they'd be able to, to see and hear your truth. And I stand on God's word. Uh, a story of this is that my uh, mom and dad, they, they prayed for my uncle for... Lord knows, it was probably 14 years, 11 years, wow. 15 years. My Uncle Mike, they prayed that God would get a hold of him. I mean, he was a, uh, the, the vice president of a fortune, who knows, whatever company. They sold robots to all the big car manufacturers hmm. in America and But he Japan. wasn't a believer. No, far from God. Okay, yeah. My mom and dad prayed, and they just didn't stop. They didn't just pray one prayer. Yeah. They, they prayed again and again and again. And there's people that say, well, if you don't, if you have to pray the, the second time, well, you're just not praying in faith. Oh, dear. Jesus prayed for somebody yeah. twice. He prayed for him once. You remember that? And they're, they said... They see shadows. Is that what you're talking about? The person that was blind. He yeah. said, what do you see now? He said, I, I see people kind of see walking trees. as trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Jesus prayed for him again. Yeah. So Jesus prayed for people more than once. <laughs> so don't listen to all that baloney out there. Baloney. Can you spell it? <laughs> B-O-L-O-G-N-E. Okay. But <laughs> I couldn't do it. But anyways, the whole point is that a couple, uh, about 11 or 12, 13, 14 years later. Yeah. Un- tell Uncle us Mike, the heart of the story. What he happened? Got saved. He got saved. Oh my goodness. And now today he's gone through Bible college. He's got his master's in, uh, in wow. divinity, theology. Wow. He went through Bible college. Yeah. He's, gone, he's got his master's. He serves as a, uh, an elder in his church. And God's doing all kinds of things in his life. His his it's son awesome. um, is in uh, Japan as a missionary. That's right. We we, we support, support him, him right? Yeah. Working in the Bible college there, and and Matt speaks, golly, I think like seven languages. He's got his doctorate of theology. I mean, just all this. Look what God did after and, diligent, consistent prayers uh, of your parents for 11, 12, 13 years. Yeah. God so now, answers. So, so take authority, everybody. Take authority. Now, I want to come back to this question here. And I hope you guys have been enjoying this here today. Uh, tell me something that you've learned recently. Chris. Mm-hmm. Nothing like being put on the spot while mm-hmm. we're recording. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Recently. Well. <laughs> I think. Tell me what, tell me what you're learning. I am going to come back to something, yeah, that um, I've been reading through Hebrews and really something that the Lord spoke to me a couple of weeks ago um, about this scripture for those of you that attend our church that I shared 
uh, the last couple of weeks, one Sunday morning that I, I just feel like God's using as a reminder for me and and possibly for some of you that are listening. And where's it at? Zephaniah? Yes. I was going to say I'm reading through Hebrews, but he took me back to Zephaniah. So let me, let me just, the gist of it really being that um, the, the victory that so many of us are seeking, whether it's you praying for a loved one for years and years and years, and you still haven't seen them come back to the Lord or for a situation in your life, um, a healing that maybe you or a loved one needs, a relational strain that maybe you have with your spouse, whatever, the needs are just there. And um, for me, really remembering that the battle isn't ours, but the battle is the Lord's. And God, this verse in Zephaniah 3, um, 16 and 17, talks about how God uh, gives victory after victory. And he says, don't uh, be afraid or grow weak from fear, but the Lord gives a victory after victory, and he's always with you. And it talks about how the Lord sings over you, and he celebrates because of you, and God's going to refresh your life with his love. And um, yeah, there are just, just a, I don't want to get into preaching here because we're wrapping this up, but um, for me, that's been a scripture that my heart goes back to again and again and again, because there are needs, there are prayers that I'm still waiting on God to, to, um, to answer those prayers. There are promises that I'm holding on to because I know they're true. And, um, you know, you just need to be reminded that uh, the victory is the Lord's and he's, he's not forgotten about you. And he's not, he's not, um, he's not forsaken you, but he is going to, his word will bring forth that victory in your situation in your life and in mine as well. So, and that was such a powerful word when you shared that the other Sunday. And we've had so many people that have responded um, from that moment. It's awesome. God really used you in a in a really cool way. You know, uh, one thing that is uh, I've begun to see more and more. I think, mm-hmm. it, and it's almost started happening. I think in the last maybe two years year and a half, two, yeah. is I feel like I've been learning and seeing more how there is, um, it, it's almost as if I, I, and how do, I, let me say this in such a way that it, just, just hear my heart when I say this. I feel like God is positioning um, me, you, mm-hmm. uh, into even more of a fathering Role where mm-hmm. uh, I, I am watching um, a younger generation, and I, I always think of myself as young, but I'm 45. <laughs> you know, I'll be 46 this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been in this seat now as the pastor of Life Fellowship for 11 years, and yeah. there are uh, what is coming down the pike here as I see it within like a year from now. You know, up our and school coming of leadership leaders, and all these people yeah. that are going to be coming and they're going to be wanting to be trained for ministry and how do you do this mm-hmm. and other pastors that are coming and uh, there's just, it just seems to be, and, and it's exciting to me to be in a role that I feel like there's a, there's a, I'm beginning to sense this shift in my heart uh, to helping to father and, and to pour into another generation to to, to, to equip them, to empower them, mm-hmm. to um, speak life into them, yeah, to, to uh, go yeah. take to take on the new Goliaths that are in our our land right now, and 
there's just there, there's something that's stirring on the inside of me. So I don't know if it's necessarily something I've learned. Yeah. But it's this uh, this thing that I feel God's doing. Now, there's one other thing I don't have time. I'd have to talk to you for like hours. Whoa, let's not go okay. there. <laughs> and I, <laughs> we ain't got time And I would get so excited about this, talking about it, but I, I, I can't right now because we don't have time. And you're thinking, well, what is it? I'll have to tell you some other time. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Today was a great, great uh, episode. Yeah, it was good. We had so much fun. I hope you learned something yeah. that challenged you. And hey, everybody, spend some time with God today. Pray first. Pray first. It's a good word. All right, everybody. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.